Bill Durkin is an attorney who lives near Boston, Massachusetts. He's also the creator of a project he calls Politeness Points, and it works like this. Bill rides a local train to and from work in the Boston area, and has done so for a few years. He got the idea to reward other riders when he saw them doing polite things for one another, like giving up their seats or guiding newcomers to their destinations. The way he does this is by handing out simple cards that thank them for being polite, and then he quietly goes back to what he was doing. He does this to encourage empathy among public transit users in Boston, and it's a nice example of how even everyday tasks like commuting can be used to help others. I talked with him about where he got the idea, and about some of the reactions he's gotten so far. I'm Josh Morgan. My conversation with Bill is coming up next on The Plural of You, the podcast about people helping people. I'm not sure why, but Bill's story reminds me of something I learned about lines in high school geometry. In analytic geometry, a line is defined as a series of points that fits an equation. In other words, the value of a series of points matches the value of something else. If you have lots of little points plotted on a graph and enough of them resemble a straight path, you can draw a line and connect them. From there, you can interpret the value of the points as a whole, or from the direction of the line itself. I'm probably simplifying the concept, but that's what I remember of it. Our lives can be viewed in much the same way. We engage in behaviors and experience events in the moments between when we're born and when we die, the same two points we all share. There are countless possibilities, many of which we can't even imagine, but each of us inhabits a series of points in time that make us who we are. In the end, we can be defined by these points, either in part or as a whole, be they quote-unquote good or quote-unquote bad, or in social isolation, there doesn't have to be any meaning at all. We often imagine quote-unquote good people and quote-unquote bad people as those who have made careers out of creating good moments or bad moments for others, like they're always on, all or nothing. In reality, our assessments of whether people are good or bad are often based on brief moments. Philosopher Kwame Anthony Appiah has pointed out that we encounter more humans while walking through an airport today than our ancestors living thousands of years ago would have seen in their entire lives. And I've been alive since 1980. And the population of the United States alone is increased by 30% in my lifetime. That's almost 100 million new people. You and I have more humans today than ever to sort through mentally. So we can never get to know most of the people we cross paths with. In that sense, a lot of our firsthand experience with humanity today comes from fleeting points in time that we share with strangers. These interactions also inform who we are and what we believe about people in general. Commuting is a fine example where these points can affect our beliefs and behaviors towards one another. If someone cuts in front of me in line somewhere, or if someone cuts me off in traffic, I have to make a conscious effort not to assume they're a bad person. Here's what I'm getting at with all of this. If you think about it, being human involves social geometry. We live in a universe where an infinite number of new events are emerging at every moment, and we generally use the ones we've witnessed to measure our lives. Being human means advancing your own timeline, your own series of points, and navigating the timelines of others, particularly when yours crosses theirs. In order for people to be good, more of us than not have to expect that people can be good, or at least respect that everyone is doing their best to protect what's important to them. Someone like Bill Durkin can ride the crowded train cars in Boston every day and assume that everyone on board is untrustworthy or uncivil and ultimately no good, but he doesn't. Instead, he empathizes with them, 
And that allows them to spot when someone does something polite instead of looking for confirmation that people aren't worth caring for. For that reason, I thought Bill would be an intriguing person to talk to for the plural of you. Someone who views an otherwise mundane chore as a chance to encourage positivity, to create moments of validation that we all crave. In his own way, Bill is making the most of these overlapping points in time that he shares with others. And I'm glad he made time to talk with me about his ideas. One more thing before I play our conversation. Near the end, you'll hear Bill bring up the 2016 presidential election and its implications on kindness. I'm glad he did it because it was important to him, but I want to state up front, I don't intend the plural of you to promote or denounce any political party or ideology. I personally don't care who you vote for. Maybe you know something I don't, and I'm fine with that. As long as you go out and vote, and that you do so with compassion. Anyway, I want to thank Bill for talking with me because Politeness Points seems like a really cool thing to do. Here's Bill Durkin, the creator of Politeness Points. I have been wondering what type of law do you practice? I work at a large international firm. My office is in Boston, and I do typically government enforcement work and internal investigations. So I help clients and individuals who are dealing with government inquiry. Oh, okay. Formal or informal, or might help a client investigate something. Internally, I had no idea that type of law existed. Sounds like something from a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Lawyers in movies and on TV shows, everything moves a lot more quickly and there's not enough paper. (laughs) It's it's really interesting work. It's unpredictable, pretty fast moving. I like Mm -hmm. it. And then I also do commercial litigation, commercial disputes. I see. So if you wouldn't mind, tell me about politeness points. Where did the idea come from? So I live in Boston, just outside of Boston, and I take public transit, our subway, which we call the T here. So I take the T in to work every day, and I have been for a few years now. And the way that I was raised is to be conscientious and aware of other people. Are you from Boston originally? I grew up in in, uh, New Hampshire. Okay, gotcha. Southern New Hampshire, not far from Boston. As a rider, I would try to pay attention to, all right, is there a pregnant woman getting on the train? Again, I'm I'm riding rush hour, so oftentimes the trains are totally packed. There are no extra seats available. So I would try to be conscious of, is there someone getting on who needs the seat more than I do? And the process of paying attention to things like that, I would notice when people would, say, offer a seat or do something else kind to another stranger. And I would also notice when people didn't. And for the people who did, I would think to myself, oh, well, that person earned a politeness point today. After a few months, I started thinking, well, maybe I should like get some sort of token or ticket or other acknowledgement made up. And I finally did. And I just got some business cards printed that say one politeness point. Thank you for being polite today. And I started when I would see someone do a kind act. I mean, I call it a polite act, but it's really, it's really just about being kind. Sure. I would just pass it to them. Might tap them on the shoulder 
oftentimes I don't even say anything. I would just pass them the card. And I started tracking it on a Twitter account. And it's just gone from there. I try to have them on me at all times. Usually, I'm giving them out when I'm on the tee. You know, you're packed into a confined area with a bunch of strangers. It's a good opportunity to witness some kind, polite acts. And it's a good opportunity to to do some kind acts. So that's where I that's where I give out most of them. What was the time frame between when you initially had that idea and when you gave out your first card? Was it something you kind of had to psych yourself up for? Yeah, it, well, it took a while for me to finally decide, well, I'm going to do this. This is totally weird, but I'm going to do it. It definitely took some psyching up the first time I did it because you're just approaching a stranger. I mean, Boston has a reputation for not being the uh, warmest, friendliest place, which is not totally deserved. It's a nice part of the country. We just keep to ourselves a little bit. But people generally don't like strangers approaching them and putting stuff in their face. Yeah, it's a little disorienting. I could see that. (laughs) Yeah. So it took some psyching up to get comfortable and start giving it to people. But I got over that pretty quickly. Would you say your background in law, did that kind of inform the way you approach people? Um, I mean, I know they're totally different things, but maybe like public speaking and whatnot. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm, I consider myself to be an outgoing person. I'm not a shy person. So I think that's what helps. I don't really come from a warm and cuddly field. White collar defense isn't really a warm and cuddly field, but <laughs> I think it's about being outgoing and just being comfortable in your own skin. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that it's a, a tongue in cheek kind of thing. You know, it, it's, it's serious, but it's, It's a little bit on the silly side, and that's one of the reasons why I like doing it. Did you see another project somewhere that kind of influenced the idea? Or did you have any influences in general? I mean, at at a basic level, the influence is how I was raised. My parents, extended family, teachers, etc., who taught me to be or demonstrated how to be empathetic and caring to other people, particularly strangers. So, I mean, at, at the basic level, that's where my motivation comes from. But as far as recognizing, you know, going out and making a little token or something to recognize people, no, I, it was uh, just a creative surge I had, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you have any stories that you're fond of from giving out these cards? Like, I'm especially curious about the first time you did this, like how that process went. I don't remember the first one that I gave out. Sometimes I will actually like get up out of my seat, walk over to the person and just hand them this thing silently. Almost every single time a person will just take it, you know, because it's like someone's handing me something. I'm just going to take it. I'm not going to like protest. Mm -hmm. And then they'll then they'll look at it. I almost never say anything like thanks for being polite today. You earned a polite point. Nothing like that. I'll, I'll usually just give it to the person. Do you wait for a reaction or do you hand off and kind of smile? I don't wait for the the reaction, but I usually notice it. Almost always people look at the card and then you you just see like a a big grin on their face. Notable ones. The ones that I like the most are when I'll pass. I won't say anything. I'll pass it to someone. I'll make eye, eye contact with the person and they'll just give me a nod back. You know, they're not doing it. For recognition. 
they're not, they're not doing your recognition. I mean, like almost by definition, you know, the people I, I give these to, they're not doing it for recognition because they don't know anyone's watching them. Right. They're just decent people. Mm-hmm. And I don't give one out every day. I need to kind of be hitting it right. I mean, sometimes at work, I all have to be going in early or coming home late when the trains aren't as, aren't as filled up. So there's again, like ample seats. And it's not just about giving up seats, but that's, that's a, a great way to witness it. But here and there, I mean, last week I gave out two on back to back days at the same station for essentially the same thing. There were riders on back-to-back days, different a different person who was coming on with a service animal. And it was just like reflexive for these people who got up. They just got right up, gave the person the seat, and that was it. Those are the ones that I like the most. Okay. So do regulars recognize you like on, on the same routes that you take? Nope. I haven't had anyone say to me, oh, you're the politeness points guy. Okay. I've never, I've never, I mean, I keep a low profile. I'd say aside from like maybe the people in the the immediate vicinity who witness me give some unknown objects to a stranger, they don't really know what's going on. And I just, I'm not like, I don't really do a lot of promotion of it. Yeah. I was wondering if when you came up with the idea, if you kind of had it in mind to start the Twitter account, for example, or if that came later. Well, I definitely, when I had the cards printed, I put a, there's a Twitter handle on there. Oh, I see. That makes sense. But initially I wasn't thinking about doing that. So, I mean, in the sense, like I use a hashtag or, or whatever, uh, and I've, I've gotten my stuff retweeted a number of times in Boston. So you could call that promotion, but I don't like actively promote it. I see what you mean. Mm -hmm. So I I think our growth has been, it's been pretty organic. Now it has been covered in local news media. I gave one to one person one day. It was a pretty typical thing. And she retweeted it, retweeted a photo of it. And that got picked up by a, a news reporter, local TV news, radio, and in a, Boston Magazine article. I saw that article. That was a good article. Yeah, it was a great article. That was the 15 seconds of fame and helped us a little bit. And you know, if, let me um, digress or let's, uh, I'd like to talk about one of those interviews that I did. Okay. I did one with this morning show guy on uh, the local Fox affiliate. Was this in the studio or over yeah, the it phone? Was in, it was in the studio. Okay. It was, it was live in the studio. He was really cynical. You know, he asked me something, well, why don't you give out politeness demerits or something uh, like that for people who are being rude? Mm. And that, that's all that, you know, he couldn't imagine that there were nice people out there who deserve these kinds of things. And all he was doing was focusing on the jerks out there. That's not the point. That's not the point of this. You know, one of the reasons I do it is because there is so much focus on the negatives out there, everything in the world, you know, the, every leading news story, it's, well, this is all the bad stuff that happened today. And this is like, these are the nasty people out there. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why I like what you're doing because there's plenty of positive stuff to emphasize and, and we should recognize it. Sure. But yeah, that was an annoying interview because he was just very cynical and couldn't really get past the fact that I wasn't giving out politeness tickets to people. So I know you didn't start doing this 
necessarily to encourage behavior because I guess you're just recognizing people in your own no, way. No, I, I, I disagree with that, Josh. I mean, the people who I'm giving these to, at some level, they're already good people. Okay. But I would like to think that they get to their desk that morning or they get home that evening and they take out the card and they stick it on the refrigerator or they pin it to the inside of their cubicle or they tell their, their coworker or tell their partner and maybe it makes them be more likely to continue that good behavior mm-hmm. or maybe it's going to encourage their coworker, partner, friend, whoever to uh, earn one of their own, whether they actually get one of these or not. Yeah, I see. Kind of like a trophy. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I asked that because, or I mentioned that because I was wondering, is there like an overall change that you're trying to initiate? At a higher level, I'd say empathy, being empathetic, being aware of what your fellow man or woman is going through on a given day. Now, again, I mean, most of this is in the the microcosm of your jammed public transit system, but it's a pretty good microcosm for it. It was frustrating for me the other day. There was a a young guy who got on with a, he had a cane. I mean, he didn't have any like obvious disability, but he, aside from the fact that he had a cane and, you know, go by like stop by stop and the doors would open and people come in and I just looked, no one offered this guy a seat. And the reason that no one offered him a seat, it's not because they're, they're callous or bad people. No one looked up from their smartphones. So I want people to look up from your smartphone, literally or figuratively, and pay attention to what's going on around you. Appreciate someone else's struggle. Doesn't mean you have to do everything in the world to help them out, but you may recognize that there's some little things that you can do that can make that person's day, week, month, hour a little bit easier. Because we could all use that sometimes. For sure. Now, how long have you been riding this line? So I've been on the red line since I moved back up here. I lived in D.C. for a few years when I was in law school. But I moved back up here in the fall of 2010. I'm primarily a red line rider, which runs from Cambridge into Boston. So it runs through Harvard, MIT area, and and I work in downtown Boston. Okay. What makes handing out politeness points gratifying for you? What do you like about doing it? Well, I definitely do like doing it. I mean, I like the immediate reaction that I get from people. It's, it just feels good to tell someone, I'm grateful for what you did. You did something good. I'm grateful for that. I don't know you. You didn't actually do anything for me. I mean, sometimes people have done things for me, and I've I've passed them along. But yeah, I think it's... I'd say primarily it's the reaction I get from other people. As I said, I'd like to think that they're going to go into work and say, look at this. I got this politeness point today. Oh, no kidding. This is kind of goofy. That would make my day if I got one. (laughs) Yeah, I would think that it would. I mean, it would make my day if I got one. I try to earn my own politeness point every day. Mm -hmm. And there's definitely some, some gratification in knowing that you could do a small act of kindness for a stranger. Sure. So we kind of touched on this already, but is there anything you'd say that you've learned from doing this? Like, what, what would you like for other people to, to kind of take away? I've learned that there are 
a lot of good people out there, more than you realize. You just kind of need to look around. So it's a matter of perspective. Mm -hmm. As I said, Boston gets a bad rap for being an unfriendly place. We're really not. There's nasty people here. There's impatient people here. But uh, there's a lot of good people around. Do you think handing out politeness points has maybe helped enhance this perspective that you're trying to promote? Do you think you had a pretty good grasp on it already? Oh, no, it's definitely enhanced it for me. I mean, I, you know, like anyone else, I used to just kind of put my face in a book or be looking at my phone. I think that I was already sort of on the right track, but this process has definitely made me more attuned to it. Can I say, can I say something else, Josh? One thing that I've been thinking about, I like politics, follow politics. (laughs) Something that has been the, the, the tone of the uh, Republican primary campaign in particular has been so awful, so awful mm-hmm. for someone who values civility and empathy and kindness in general. I can agree with that. <laughs> I mean, these people are running for president, which means they're also running to be, I would, I would hope, role models for young people on how you should treat other people, not just on the floors of Congress or in a boardroom, but in everyday life. To denigrate someone's appearance, to call people stupid, I'm, I'm obviously right now, I'm, this is how I feel. I'm flabbergasted about it. And I think civility and mutual respect and politeness should be playing a big role in who he chooses our next leader, head of government, head of state. Right. And I'm just, it's baffling that so many people in this country are buying into that and saying that's, I want to be a part of that movement. Yeah. Well, a lot of thoughts come to mind. I guess there's some aspect of like cult of personality around some candidates. (laughs) Yeah. But I will say, I do know some people who identify as conservatives or Republicans that they don't necessarily buy into all the the xenophobia and, and, and that line of thinking. Like they're kind people and, and they tend to identify with like more traditional beliefs, you know, especially when they are supportive of their families, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I've actually told, you know, some of these people that I know this, like when I see articles about, you know, how hateful Republicans are and that kind of thing, I go back and talk to them and I just say, you know. I know all Republicans aren't like this. And, you know, thank you for being a good example. And, you know, they, they're genuinely touched by that one, or at least I think they are. Uh, so it's, I don't know. I mean, I'm right, I'm right there with you. Like, oh, I don't, it's scary. I don't, I don't, I don't mean to, to paint all Republicans with a broad brush. It's just this campaign in particular. Right. Of course. Some of the candidates. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I don't know when I, when I, when I see the, all the rhetoric going around, I try to think about, these other people that may not necessarily, you know, have their voice represented right now. Yeah. I'm just commenting. I'm not saying that against what you said. Mm-hmm. And it's ridiculous to me that it's the cycle so long, like in other countries, it's like maybe a little over a month or a few weeks. I know it. This has been almost two years. <laughs> I know. Yikes. Is there any other way to follow you online besides the Twitter handle? 
I know you said you're not promoting it. As yeah, much. no, just just the Twitter handle, which is politeness PTS. And I'd like to say, Josh, I mean, I don't have to be the only one giving these things out. This isn't a Boston only thing. Yeah, has anyone from other places gotten in touch with you? Like, if you know, they they talk to you about it. Yeah, I've heard from some people in other parts of the country. I've sent some to some old friends that have been interested in doing it. But I would love it if someone wanted to make their own and and team up on this and start doing it in other cities. That would be an interesting if it became like a larger project. Yeah, I like to think of it as a potential mini movement. And it, it seems so. I mean, I mean, other than I guess like the psychological buildup every time, or at least you know in the first few times you hand them out, like it seems like a pretty simple thing to do. It's a really easy thing to do. If you like talking to people, I mean, you got to keep in mind, it's not that hard to do because usually these people are already nice. I wouldn't want to be in the business of, of giving out politeness citations to rude people because you probably get punched in the face or something. But Yeah, and that would make someone's day worse. Right, exactly. Including your own. Yeah, yeah. I would encourage if, if anyone wants to do something like this, I'd be happy to talk with you over Twitter I'd love uh, all the help that I can get. Okay. Is there anything I haven't asked that you'd like to talk about? Well, I went on to, I went into my political rant. Um, (laughs) No, I think that's it, Josh. Okay. Well, that's all I have. Okay. Well, this was fun, Josh. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. I hope you have a good day. You bet. This has been The Plural of You, and I'm Josh Morgan. The show's website is pluralview.org. That's all for now. I thank you for being kind today. Take care.